Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 153 of the Walks of the Young Professional podcast. I'm Brandon Klein. I'm super excited that you're listening today, and super excited to be back to that one big question we keep talking about in this podcast, which is how are young professionals like us don't have 15 or 20 or 25 years of experience thriving in their careers? Before we jump into today's topic, I just want to go ahead and call. If you find this content valuable at any point in the episode, it means the absolute world to me. Seriously, if you go in that podcast app, drop a rating or review. Regardless of what platform you're listening on, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you know me, I'm fresh you want to be a friend, give me a family member, send this podcast their way. Okay? So without going to jump into today's topic, which really provides you with a clear-cut strategy for being a badass teammate. And there's a lot of tactical things that we talk about in this podcast, which is, you know, here, how, here's exactly how you can, you know, do this to get this result. And sometimes it's quantitative or sometimes it's more perspective-based. Um, this is really something that is going to allow you to have a strong relationship with your colleagues and be seen as a leader within your organization and be seen as someone who other people want to partner up with, okay? And that's important because the more that people see you as this type of person and this type of professional, the more opportunities you'll have in your career to thrive and the stronger that your reputation will be. So I want to talk about a specific scenario. And that scenario is when your colleagues are completely loaded up with work, they're trying to take on a challenging initiative, whatever it is, your colleagues are stressed out to the absolute max. And it's visible. You know that. You can see the stress on their face. You can hear the franticness. Is that word franticness? It is now, but it's not. You can hear the franticness in their voice. You can hear them literally remove themselves from any possible extra workload the minute it even gets brought up in a conversation without even saying it with the hesitancy here in their voice because they're so stressed with what they're currently working on and they're trying to push the limit and they know that they have a result to deliver on and you know that you can either do one of two things. You can either say something or you cannot say something. And I don't want to talk about really the not saying anything because I think that the not saying anything path is just absolutely right out of the gate, non-supportive. And the whole goal of yours, when you see a colleague who's in the position, who you're working with, who you know is just stressed and that, should be to support them, okay? So it's obvious that you're not supporting them when you don't say anything. You're just like kind of ignoring this big elephant in the room, okay? I want to talk about the option of you saying something, which you should be taking action on. Because sometimes you might say something, you might not realize that you're not actually helping, you're not actually being supportive. And it's not malicious by any means. It, you're not saying, hey, I fucking hate this person. So I'm going to say this. I, I get that. But it's just important to understand when you are being supportive and when you're providing words of encouragement that that person really appreciates and when you're not. And what I've seen in my career is really two types of things being said to a colleague in this scenario. The first type is what you don't want to say, what you don't want to do. 
What you don't want to say or do to a colleague who knows the goal that they have to accomplish in front of it is, hey, I really, really need you to do this. Let's make sure we get this done. When are you thinking? Hey, are, are you sure you've accounted for this? Right? You are basically putting salt in a wound. You are adding more pressure. You are not making them feel supported. You're not making them feel like you have confidence in their ability. You are only reminding them of what they already know. This is not what you want to say. And sometimes you might think to yourself, you know what? Like, well, I'm in the position where I have to know this information. So I don't have any other choice but to act. Well, sure you do. You need to set the systems and processes to gather that information, but not do it on an ad hoc conversation with someone who's visibly stressed and already knows that they need to work towards the things that you want updates on. So instead of asking for this information or reminding them about how important it is, you need to set up the regularly cadenced occasions where that person provides you with updates. And that is when, and only when, unless it's absolutely critical, that you get those updates. And then it's not you asking for the updates. It's just a part of the process to help manage the project or initiative or goal. Okay? So that's one thing that you could say. The one thing that you don't want to say. Now there's another thing you could say, which is the second type of thing that I hear said in this type of scenario, which is what you want to say. Right? Again, remember, circle back. What we're talking about here is the scenario where you have a colleague who is stressed to the max. They know the goal they're working towards. They know what they have to do. And they're just trying to do it as best as they can. When you have someone in that situation, do you want to know what they want to hear? Do you want to know what feels amazing? Do you want to know why I know? Because not only have I provided the support and seen the reaction, I've been on the receiving end of this. And I've internalized You know what feels amazing? You say, hey, I'm going to use, you know, Joey. Hey, Joey, listen, I can't even believe how hard you're working on this. Like, it's incredible. And I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to be able to accomplish this. If there's anyone that I would want taking charge on this, it'd be you. And I'm glad that you are. Right? Now, I just made up the exact words within that. But the core messages, right, the acknowledgement, the reinforcement of your confidence and using them as the hero, that I didn't make up. That's what your colleagues who are in this position want to hear from you. That's what makes them feel supported. That's what makes them feel like they have someone on their team, someone that they can lean on for support, someone that they'll reach out to in order to go ahead and get the guidance that they might need at any point in time. Like, that's, that's what you want to say. You don't want to go down the route of adding the pressure that they already have. Then you're the person they, they don't want to reach out to for help. Why? Because they know that the only thing that you're concerned about is you gathering the information you need to measure the progress of the project or initiative or goal which they're already doing on a sub-millisecond basis the whole entire time that they're working on this. You have two options, okay? Go with option two. Option two 
is the second version of what we discussed, right? That acknowledgement, that belief, that confidence in their ability and using them as a hero that you know that they are for taking this on and bringing it across the finish line, accomplishing their goal. Go with that. What I'm not considering even an option is not even saying anything. Not an option. Give two options. And those two options fall into the bucket of saying something. Go with option two. And when you do this, you will be the teammate. You will be the leader. That's what you're seen as when you show this type of support. And you build a culture. Even if you're not the leader or the CEO or whatever, you build a culture from the bottom up or even the top down in an organization where other people apply this same narrative and support. And when you have an organization that does that, and trust me, I've been a part of them. I've been a part of the last organization I was with. It had the most amazing culture that I was lucky enough to experience and learn from. I learned under the best leaders I've ever worked with. It was incredible. And this is one of those takeaways that I learned. It's absolutely incredible. So like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if you find this something invaluable, it means absolute work, and you go on that podcast app, drop a link, and look at what y'all think. It also helps other young professionals, just like us, find this podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And if you, you know, are listening on a different platform or even Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button so you can get these daily notifications. Remember, these are not super long, 45-minute hour episodes. These are quick 7-12 minute episodes where you get in, get your goal next to day, get the fuck out, and you're that much more of a badass in your career as a result. And you know a young professional in your life, could be a friend, could be a family member, send this podcast their way. So they can be on the same advantage playing field as you are listening to this podcast right now in your career in theirs. So I want to go ahead and end this episode with the same offer they make on the end of every single other episode, which is if you ever have a question or idea that you want to sound more, just something cool that happens in your career, please reach out to me on Instagram at BrandonCon. I'd love to chat through whatever topic it is you reach out about and also just continue to grow this community of young professionals, which is one of the core drives why I started this podcast in the first place and why I continue on with it every single day. Okay? So I hope you all have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to talk with you on the next episode.